Hey, so I was mentioned that I, uh, I, got, I bought a BMX bike and I ride with my son a little bit. And we got this text, which is absolutely true. Um, everybody I know that's your age who rides one of those little BMX bikes is a meth addict, at least in the town I live in. Right. That's true. And off in son's home. Yeah, you, and you lost your license. That's why you're riding around this little bike. And, and the reason it's too small for you is you stole some kid's bike. Right. Yeah, that's why you're riding around a small bike. You stole a kid's bike. You're a meth addict. You don't have a driver's license because you're not allowed to drive. And uh, that's the story there. And you'll be selling that bike for $10 probably by the end of the day and uh, going off to steal somebody else's. Yeah. Boy, there was a bum dressed in all black on on his bike riding the wrong way on the major street right outside the Radio Ranch yesterday morning. Almost every I'm, day I see one of those people. Yeah, I know. And he, he, he came out of nowhere. Invisible, and my, I missed him with my car by, I don't know, maybe four feet. <sighs> he don't care. He don't care. Apparently not. All right, a lot of good stuff to talk to, uh, talk about, rather, this hour. Major city in America, one of their supervisors chanting F the POA on stage. That's the Police Officers Association. This is one of the pillars of government, one of the city supervisors. Chanting F the POA. Good Lord. Uh, that and much more. But right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Nancy Pelosi ought to go back to a district and take care of it. Because her district has become a mess. My phone call was perfecto. And Beto O'Rourke announced he's dropping out of the 2020 presidential race, said Beto I caramba, no I presidente para me. She was drafting behind Bernie. This was Bernie's idea. And now uh, she owns this idea. And what she did today is take it from a healthcare idea to a tax idea. Doctors say the fall damaged axles. I'd like, I know I want to have a monologue. I'm not sure I want to have the dialogue. <laughs> but I've learned that you got to have the dialogue to have the monologue. Let's have some fun with it, though, and let's, let's again, let's keep the high eye, not the low eye. First of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. The attacker can control smart home switches, make online purchases, open smart garage doors, remotely unlock and start certain vehicles. I don't mean any disrespect, but it must suck to be that dumb. Sleepy Joe Biden, who's dumb as a rock. How old is your son? How old is that young man there? How old are you? How, how old? Yeah. Eight. Let me tell you, he's eight. He knows energy better than Joe Biden's son. Yana, my client was at home on the night in question. I know because he is never invited anywhere. When I run for president in 2024, we want to definitely know what y'all laughing at. And then a special bonus edition of Clips of the Week, because we thought it was bigger than that, on this, the anniversary, this weekend, the anniversary of the Berlin Wall coming down. This is one of the clips of the century. We welcome change and openness. For we believe that freedom and security go together. That the advance of human liberty, the advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. 
There is one sign that the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable, that would advance dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. It's amazing to to think, to remember, to know how incredibly controversial that was, oh, was in about to do the my... American foreign policy. Yes. Uh, Establishment. I was about to do my imitation of cable news, if cable news had existed at the time, in the way that it does now. Well, it looks like a national nightmare is upon us. It looks yeah. like World War III is going to happen now. It was seen by a lot of people as, well, things are starting to go a little bit good between the Soviet Union and the United States. Got a bit of a relationship going between Reagan and Gorbachev. And then he has to say something like this, because he's a crazy warmonger. Right. Idiot. Yeah, it's amazing. If the American foreign policy establishment was in charge of foreign policy, and trust me, to a woman, to a man, they think they ought to be, nothing would ever happen. They would just go to their summits and their cocktail parties and their U.N. meetings and the rest of it and make tiny little moves in this direction or that direction, but always in favor of the status quo, which is why, you know, the bureaucracy doesn't run the bureaucracy. Theoretically, we elect leaders to do it. Sean, you had a question? Yeah, what was the time span from when he made that speech to when it would, the, the wall actually came down? 20 minutes. <laughs> wow, that's quick. That's we quick. looked it up earlier. It was like a year and a half, two uh, years? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it was 87 to 89. I can't remember this. June to March. I, don't, don't quote me. Quote Reagan, not me. <laughs> All right. Now that's your quote. You know, he also said in 1982, isn't it strange that people build walls to keep an enemy out? But there's only one part of the world and one philosophy where they have to build walls to keep their people in. So simple, so scathing, so inescapable. But we're moving toward that sort of reality as fast as we can in this country. It's uh, surprising. Here's an interesting story for you. I'll be the judge of that. Oh, there's no way you declare this not an interesting story. All right. I like his confidence, folks. Let's listen together. A prisoner says his life sentence is done because he already died. A prisoner in Iowa serving a life sentence for murder says he has fulfilled that life sentence and should be released because he died in 2015 while in the hospital. Oh, point of order. Meaning the Gail- life that his original life sentence right. was based on ended four years ago. Right. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones expert positive Sean, isn't that more or less how Jon Snow got out of being on the old... Uh, a snowy wall watch. Yeah, the, yeah. As part of the Night's Watch, it yeah. is a you you serve until death, right? And then you know, like, spoiler alert, but <laughs> same, yeah, same thing. Yeah, wow. yeah. He's like he, he tried it. He watched the show. He said, "Hey, that's me." Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now this guy is a horrifying murderer, so oh. keep that in oh. mind throughout the story. Well, but, dang okay. it! But that right. aside, 
Um, the now 66-year-old developed kidney stones in March of 2015, so big that they caused him to urinate internally Ooh, boy. and led to septic poisoning. Mm. He slipped into unconsciousness and was rushed to the hospital where, despite a do-not-resuscitate order that he had signed, he's resuscitated five times with adrenaline uh, through an IV after he had been dead. Can we talk about this whole do-not-resuscitate order thing? That, uh, yeah, I don't apparently... think you did it right. <laughs> I don't think you did it right. That happens a lot. I know it. Happens a lot in all the kinds doctor, of different situations. They're going to err to the side of not getting sued because somebody died. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so he filed for a, a post-conviction relief claiming that because his heart had stopped, <clears throat> that he had technically expired and should be set free. I served my life sentence. I was dead. This is my new life. Jack, let me suggest the following compromise. Your argument is, you're done. We turn you loose. State's argument is, no way. I'd like to offer the following compromise. Why don't we snuff you just one more time and see if it takes? If you stay dead this time, you're dead. If you come to life again, you know what? We'll hold a hearing. We form a religion around you. You get out of jail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate his lawyers, uh, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Coming up with something a little creative anyway. The state of Maine, Jack. Lawless, godless, rocky. <laughs> Lobster infested. Lobster infested. I love Maine. I was up in Maine. I thought, why don't I live in Maine? Was it So nice. Was it uh, Maine or Vermont where they told you there are two seasons, winter and getting ready for winter? I think it might have been Maine. Maine. Uh, also has decided that because of First Amendment concerns, they can no longer outlaw vanity plates on cars with expletives or offensive language. Yes! <laughs> so, if your neighbor Jimmy is bothering you, your new F.U. Jimmy license plates are on the way in Maine. The details next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The House of Crabs in Singapore got in trouble for allowing customers to catch live crabs using a claw machine, which is the second most fun way to catch crabs in Singapore. (laughs) Oh, oh, I believe that to be a reference to the unfortunate uh, sexually transmitted disease. Yeah, I don't appreciate that at all. Maine has declared that for First Amendment reasons, vanity license plates with expletives and other language some may find offensive um, cannot be stopped. I would have thought this was settled law at this point. I'm not going to look into it long enough to figure it out, honestly. Very strange that Maine seems to be the tip of the spear of this conversation as well. Yes. When I think of people spouting obscenities, I don't think of Maine, but I don't, you know, I don't have much Maine knowledge, honestly. The Portland Press, Portland, Maine, don't you know? Picture uh, lobster fishermen, not weedy little pot smoking guys dressed as lobster fishermen. That's the other Portland. <laughs> they report Maine stopped screening vanity license plate requests in 2015. 
The Secretary of State now says only plates deemed likely to incite violence or have things like racial slurs or Nazi slogans are rejected or recalled. That's an interesting dividing line. Uh, I don't. I certainly don't want license plates with racial slurs or Nazi slogans. It's just, uh, uh, hmm. well, like I say, I'm shocked that this is going on. There was a story we never got to it. It was one of those things I had uh, in the stack of stuff around the computer for ages. But all sorts of people across California, I think it was California, were getting their license plates yanked that they'd had forever. Because some bureaucrat somewhere decided, well, that could be a reference to, and it'd become like unbelievably picky and politically correct. Meanwhile, in Maine, you can say just about anything if if it's not Heil Hitler. Uh, I'll be danged. Well, we do appreciate the laboratories of democracy nature of the United States of America, where the 50 states get to try stuff and see how it works. Um, here's something that's not healthy and not good. It's in one of the most extreme and out-of-control political jurisdictions in America. That would be San Francisco, where one of the city supervisors... I want you to picture this, wherever you live. I mean, it's practically unthinkable, and I've lived all over the country. Maybe Chicago right now is so wackadoo out there left that this could happen, but... There aren't but a few cities. Seattle, maybe. San Francisco supervisor Sandra Lee Fowler led a chant on stage the other night chanting F the POA. But she said the word, obviously. That's the Police Officers Association. F the POA. F the POA. With her middle fingers raised as the crowd chants with her. I mean, let's begin with the obscenity and the juvenile nature of it and move on to saying something like that about the police officers union now listen around here we differentiate between say cops and their union firefighters and their union sometimes their union goes a little overboard in ways that um you know none of the cops i know do and they don't approve and they're not you know they understand um but the non-apology she wrote said, I cannot apologize for my comments last night directed at the leadership of the Police Officers Association. The leadership, which is referred to as a union, not recognized as such by the AFL-CIO, oh, shut up, has had a long and sordid history of opposing police reforms, publishing explicitly racist and anti-immigrant rhetoric, and directly threatening their critics, including my colleagues on the Board of Supervisors. Well, I tell you what, the problem is, and and Sandra, we warned you about this. Um, It's not a threat. It's a warning. That's a different thing. If you call everything racist all the time, nobody's going to believe you when you say something is racist. So, yeah, can you believe that? F the POA on stage as a city supervisor? Insanitatious. I saw, speaking of police, I saw um, uh, a wreck last night. We're on the way to an event, and uh, traffic was all backed up, and I just thought it was unusual traffic, but it came up on a wreck, and there were f- it was a, one of those chain reaction crashes. There were five cars all crunched up, so Yikes. somebody must have rear-ended somebody who got pushed into everybody else. Sure, yeah. And all of them were crunched down to that little box that modern cars do, where you know the, the front and back of the car just collapse, yeah. and then you're in this super strong box that protects you. Yeah. And there were no ambulances there, so I, there, there were cops there. 
Huh. So I don't know if any everybody avoided getting hurt, but yeah. all the cars were little boxes what a, sitting in a row. Right. And, the passenger compartment. You know, it's one of the great leaps forward in American engineering. It used to be, uh, older listeners know this, if... Uh, if you got hit hard in the front end, the engine would come into the passenger department, uh, I'm sorry, compartment and crush you. And now cars are built to absorb the shock and, and preserve the passenger compartment. It's a huge, huge leap forward in saving lives. Speaking of traveling, and is this a leap forward? And we're all flying today. The whole team, the whole team is flying today. The whole show is flying today on the same flight. Well, we should leave somebody behind in case there's a crash. Oh, shut up. Shouldn't we? Don't say that. That's not funny. You do I hate just that. Like Don't the... say that. Don't say it. <laughs> okay, I won't Go say ahead it. and try. I'm with you, Jack. I'll talk over <laughs> you. What's a preserve You're the show? You're not faster than me. We need to preserve the show. No, we don't. Doesn't somebody mean it's survivor style. To... Exactly. Somebody needs to be left behind. Um, <laughs> Southwest has started. All right, then. All right, with your little plan, you think it's funny to talk about that? Ladies and gentlemen, the Michelangelo Show. Michael, take it over. All right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's a little slow pace. It's a little far. slow paced. Yeah, I, I know. Um, Southwest has started boarding. Maybe you've been on a flight where they do this boarding and letting people get off from the back and the front at the same time. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a new thing that they're doing. Uh, more on that because some people hate it. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got two major players eyeing a race for the White House. One for 2020, the other for 2024. Well, don't, don't announce now for 2024. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Yeah, so we're flying southwest today, the entire crew. Hanson, Michael, Sean, Marshall, Joe, and I are all flying on the same plane. We've been deported! (laughs) We're flying to Mexico City! We're all illegals! So southwest has started doing this thing where they let you get off the plane from the back, or sometimes onto the plane from the the front and the back also, and some people love it and some people hate it. I've done it. It's exciting. It speeds things up. What's the argument against it? Um... I'm trying to get in the mindset of somebody who sees that happening and says, I hate this. I wish there were a version of communism where you could give other people your problems if they don't have any real problems. And I would say if you're bitching about that, you need more problems. (laughs) And there are people who got a lot of them who would be delighted to share. For some reason, it seemed like I was on some flight where it made it more difficult for me to get a seat with my wife and kids all together. I felt, but I don't know if that's true or not. Mm. Uh, now they do warn you sternly: don't get on the back because you want a seat in the front because you're going to be swimming upstream. Oh, that's that's and it's going to be chaos. That's what all I right, hate. All right, everybody says, "Yeah, all right." Then they do it. If you're in the early groups, then it kind of works itself out. But the later groups, it becomes a there's a thing in the middle where people are meeting. Yes. And so so instead of filling front to back. All the seats are taken and everything like that. There's some in the front, there's some in the back, and there's people trying to get past each other yeah, to try right. to fill in the seats. It, yeah, do- okay. it, it doesn't work as well. For I, that. Was, I was hasty in my judgment, and I apologize deeply. For assigned seating, I love it. Instead I feel of, like that's a flaw of the idiots getting on the plane and not this policy. <laughs> well, well it's, it's humanity, though. It's yes. Humanity equals idiots. It's the Southwest <laughs> first-come, first-served seating, though. If you yeah. have assigned seats, it's great. So the people in the back can get out. They don't have to, you know... Wait for everybody in the front to get out. Yeah, they get out early too. But uh, yeah, yeah. And it, just watching everybody trying to get past. I'm trying to get past you. You're trying to get past me with my bags. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, Syria doesn't worry about these sorts of problems. <laughs> News now with Marshall Phillips. A lot of eyeballing the White House these days. Former New York City Mayor billionaire Michael Bloomberg is reportedly going to jump into the Democratic presidential race. Great. Now, according to sources, the 78-year-old businessman is planning... 70 flipping 8. Yeah. 78. He is planning to file for Alabama's Democratic primary, and the state's deadline for that filing is today. You know, whatever. Whatever. I'm hoping at age 78, I feel like playing around a golf. The fact that he feels like being the president of the United States of America, I mean, that does speak to, you know, old age in the modern era, or yeah. at least for that dude. Well, former sec def uh, Robert Gates, he's, he was asked about this. He said, I, I couldn't do that at this point. He said, I couldn't. My mind is not ready to take on that sort of challenge right. at this point, but maybe hmm. it varies. And he from was person. a sharp guy too. Yeah. Did you guys see the whispers of Holder like testing the waters of getting oh, in, yeah. or was that just popping up on my Twitter? Feed? Oh no, no, no! I saw you it. Saw I've heard too? it for yeah. a while now. Eric Holder's eyeballing a late really? entry. Interesting. Go ahead. I hadn't heard that. <laughs> yeah, Bloomberg spokespeople telling Politico, Mike is increasingly concerned that the current field of candidates is not well positioned to beat Donald Trump. Boy, who takes on the most difficult job of their lives in their 70s from a mental aspect? I mean, you're just going to need full concentration really all day, every day, seven days a week. Well, and I would argue there's a hell of a difference between 78 and 71, and I don't mean seven. My dad would tell you that. That's not the difference. (laughs) My parents would tell you that. Right. The idea that in your 70s is all the same. Right. Meanwhile, President Trump, not concerned at all about a Bloomberg candidacy. He will not do very well. And if he did, I'd be happy. There is nobody I'd rather run against than little Michael. (laughs) There you go. Size shot right off the bat. (laughs) My favorite part about Michael Bloomberg as a billionaire is he's got two pairs of shoes, one brown, one black, same brand. Wow. And he's had the same two pair for decades. He just gets them resold. Wow. That's odd. There you go. Hey, get off your wallet. Get some shoes, Bloomberg. Matching pair of uh, like dress penny loafers, one brown, one black. Does he ever exercise or anything? Does it in his penny loafers? I don't know. <laughs> oh, by the way, we got another major player eyeing a run for the White House as well. When I run for president in 2024, we want to definitely know what y'all laughing at. Yeah, Kanye West is running for president in 2024, but before potentially moving into the White House, the rapper says he will legally change his name to Christian genius billionaire Kanye West for a year (laughs) until y'all understand what it is. And then he can hang out with his friend, very stable genius. (laughs) (laughs) Christian genius billionaire. Yes. He says, it'll be on my license plate for sure. That's not where names go. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, Positive Sean is the, uh, works the Kanye desk and has has for years. He is the kind of sweet, not dangerous crazy, right? That's how I take it, too. Okay. He believes everything he's saying in the moment that he says it. He's a man child. But don't be surprised if his take is 100% different in a week. Okay. But he has no history of of hurting people, really, or victimizing anybody, so he's just... One of those. He's just kooky. He's cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's all enjoy his kookiness together. Meanwhile, I know I've been getting a lot of texts about this. I want to make sure I update you on this very important day. The National Toy Hall of Fame has inducted its three new entrants. Matchbox Toys, the coloring book, and the collectible card game Magic the Gathering. I lusted after Matchbox cars so lustily oh, yeah. as a child, but they're a little expensive 
especially, you know, before I was about 10 years old for my family. And, man, I'd look at it. They're all so shiny. They're so beautiful. My memory of them was they were pretty precious for us, too. I don't oh, know if the price yeah. was higher back in the day, because they're now 99 cents a car, which is pretty damn cheap. Wow. That's a stat. Well, that's the difference. Are they as hardy as back when they were made in America? They seem I exactly the same. Really? But yeah. that uh, that is a drop in price. Adjusted for inflation, I think it's an enormous drop in price. I think they price. figured out that the selling the track is where they'll get you because that's, ah. that they make that stuff yeah. for nothing. Oh, yeah. Cheapo Chinese plastic. Yeah. And those those things are expensive. Yeah. They're way more expensive than they used to be. The track. Now, once I got a handful of them, and, and my buddies did, occasionally there would be an opportunity to make a deal. And oh, you yeah. would have like a Ford Mustang and a whatever else, and a guy would have some like futuristic bubble race car. Yeah, <laughs> and he'd be tired of that. You'd had enough of your Mustang. You could yeah. fashion a trade. Oh, that was exciting to get a new one. Another one go. of the uh, the entrance, the Magic Gathering. I've played that since probably the mid nineties. Uh, it, it's I played it yesterday. The computer version of it, but Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a collectible card game. It it was a, the precursor to a lot of like the the Pokemon mm-hmm. style oh, games okay. and stuff. Yeah, that's your new. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You know, I feel bad because it is a testosterone fest around here, and there are no girls to speak up for their cherished girlhood toys. I mean, dolls and doll houses and easy bake ovens. Well, we were just going with the three that made it into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I know. Choose those out of. uh, I know, I know. That wasn't the patriarchy. But yeah, yeah exactly. but but the the, the 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 stupid card game you're talking about. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> wow, that's isn't that mostly a guy thing too? I, don't I, I would say mostly is a very fair. Girls like coloring books. Yeah, so. I was going to say coloring, coloring books. books. There you yeah. go, flowers and, and, sure. and petunias, ponies, pony, pony, unicorns, yes. koala bears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, come on now, come kitties. On now. There you go, the patriarchy. <laughs> It's toysogyny. It's almost there. (laughs) We're going to finish strong somehow on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you'd have told me I was going to mention impeachment one more time this show, I'd have said you're f- full of crap. But Sean, am, hand me the rock. I am going to My mention, throwing rock. I'm going to mention impeachment one Thank more you for time. specifying which rock. Because <laughs> <laughs> this story just came across. Jim Jordan, one of Donald Trump's greatest defenders. You know the guy, never wears a suit jacket, former wrestling coach. Square-jawed, tough-talking. Hilariously played on Saturday Night Live by... Sudeikis? No. No? The other guy who does all the funny voices. So good. Anyway, Jim Jordan has been moved to the Intelligence Committee for the hearings next week. Because because he's great on TV. Hired and, and And they realize that this is going to be a TV spectacle. That's what it's all about. So one of the best people out there in, far, in terms of sound bites mm-hmm. is Jim Jordan, and they've put him on the Intelligence Committee. Uh, oh, Bill Hader does Jim Bill Jordan. Bill Hader, yeah. <laughs> oh. Good good move by uh, Kevin McCarthy there. Yeah. Get your best players on the team. Sure. For this showdown. There was rumors that, uh, a rumor that Mark Meadows would be joining him as well, another square-jawed, tough-talking guy. But we'll see. A bad move for Kevin McCarthy is anytime he speaks into a microphone. <laughs> oh, boy. 
<laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I, I still, I'm telling you, these hearings are going to be a big nothing. But Jim Jordan will be a good uh, addition for people on that side of the argument. Right, he's good at it. Right. If it's going to be a big nothing, and I believe firmly it will be, at least entertain me. And this is a major move in that oh, direction. Absolutely. Right. Right. So listen, we can scratch the surface of this. Uh, I love this sort of thing. It's one of those listicles. But this one is they asked folks to submit the wisest saying you've heard. A saying that's stuck in your head and you've realized, you know, wow, that is wise. I've got mine. Takes one to know one. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Mess with with the bulls? Get the horns. (laughs) That's another another good one. Some of these are stupid. I'll skip the stupid ones. That's a good idea. Or do you want to hear the stupid ones? Well, why not? I like the stupid ones. They may be stupid to you. They might be profound to me. It's a good point. Good point. Might be life-changing. Why don't you shut your pie hole? You That's know, another sh- wise I, saying. I, I, I should have. Uh, my dad's got one he carries around in his wallet. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Has for some time, I'm guessing. I don't know how for how long. Do you know what it is? Yeah, and it's by a Camus, oh, the writer. Yes. But uh, I don't remember what Looks it was. Looks like Camus. It might have been. pronounced Camus. Might have been take, <laughs> takes one to know one. I don't remember what it was. That's but. why I would always refer to the college Camus. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I get it. If you never. Shut up. If you never heal from, give me that throne rock again. If you never heal from what hurt you, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. Oh, that's pretty good. You know, yeah, that's not. It wouldn't rank as the best thing I ever heard. I mean, if that's the question. It's a little vague. I hear what they're saying. You know, you had, say, one bad relationship and you punish your current relationship for it. It's um, like the theme of the movie Magnolia. Is that the one with the rain and frog? Yes. You might be it through is? It. Yeah. You might be through with the past, but the past is not through with you. That's the whole theme of the movie. Oh, I thought it was a uh, lookout because sometimes it rains frogs. That's what I took from it. <laughs> right. Get, you never know with the weather. Get sturdier windshield wipers. That's what I took from it. <laughs> Forgiveness <laughs> is <laughs> Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for a late pizza. That's just somebody trying to be quirky, I think. Be yeah. forgiving, but don't let people walk all over you. Is that what that means? Yes. I, I think it I didn't get that I at think all. it does. I just want I pizza think, now. Yeah, there is a line. Don't give there me imagery or allegories. Spell it out. <laughs> Involving pizza, especially because I know how distracting oh, that is. Pizza. <laughs> um you know, there are a couple of variations of this one. Uh, Abe Lincoln used to talk about wrestling with a pig, but never play chess with a pigeon. It knocks all the pieces over, craps all over the board, then walks around like it's one. <laughs> it's a good thing to remember before you start an argument with somebody. Uh, it, frequently, it's uh, with a fool. If somebody's belligerent or a fool, don't try to argue with them. It's like playing chess with a pigeon or... Uh, the pig, you can't win. You'll get filthy, and the pig will enjoy himself. Like the thought of the pigeon just walking around on the board. Yeah, you want to go again? I won. I won. Crapping all over the board. Like I'm not sure this. Do. <laughs> I'm not sure this is useful, but it's a good observation. It's easier to fool someone than to convince them they've been fooled. Probably because of pride. Pride gets in the way. The world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. Of course, that's somebody's opinion, isn't it? That's pretty good, though. It is. It really is. You know, you could also substitute hashtag. 
That's um, sort of like the parenting thing of your your actions are uh, informing more than you know what you say. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah. This is a variation again uh, of of something you may have heard in different form. But we judge ourselves by our intentions, but we judge others by their behavior. Mm. Um, Barack Obama actually came. Was it Obama or was it George Bush? I think it was George Bush. George Bush yeah. said, yeah, we tend to judge the other side by the worst of their uh, behaviors and our side by the best of our intentions. Uh, that is absolutely true. Um, then, yeah, uh, Learning from mistakes is one of the best ways to learn, but there's no reason those mistakes have to be your own. Oh, that's a great one. Oh, that's strong. I'd never heard that at my advanced age. That is really good. I'm 80, by the way. Um, w- wow. Thinking about is... getting in the presidential race, from what I hear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe in 24. Not quite ready. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of. It's funny. I've always been amazed by other people not figuring this out, but the whole. You're telling me not to do drugs? You smoke pot, Dad! You're a hypocrite! And people would just be blown away by that argument and flummoxed by it. I think, no, no, no. I walked down a street and I was, I was attacked by a pit bull. It was a terrible decision. Now I'm telling you, don't walk down that street because it's dangerous. That's not hypocrisy. That's learning. That's I love you. Feel free to use that one in your homes, my friends. Don't practice it until you get it right. Practice until you can't get it wrong. Don't practice until you get it right. Am I playing a piano recital in here, or is this about life? This reminds me of one of my sayings, or one of the sayings that stuck in my head, is that practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. That's a big thing in golf. Yeah. You got guys with horrific golf swings that just pound balls for hours, and you're making that horrific swing permanent. Why am I saying you? I. I have made my horrific swing permanent. I told my son that the other day with his cello practice. you got to slow down, otherwise you're practicing your mistakes. You don't want to do that. Mm. Makes you stop and think, doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> A little bit. You can really teach a lot about life through the cello. Oh, please. <laughs> Let's get... Let's get the final thoughts with your host, Joe Getty. It's no oval, but it's it's good. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the week. Oh, my goodness, it's our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marshall? Well, we got a big staff field trip today, and I just wanted to let you all know I uh, want to give you a heads up. I used to be a nervous flyer, but if I can have a couple of cocktails before we get on board, I'll be fine. You have no duties today, so you can start drinking now if you want to. I'll right. see you at the airport, Marshall. <laughs> Stop down at the local park, borrow some heroin, shoot up for all I care. Relax, enjoy yourself. Michelangelo, final thought. Okay, we got Pooping Pete, Down and Out Donna, and Unfortunate Ulna. These are new characters coming to Sesame Street by puppeteer Joe Getty. Michael, that joke was four hours ago. He trusts it's a the limited pod- audience. He yeah. trusts in the podcasters. <laughs> you, 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 the four-hour podcast reference. <laughs> Never mind. Positive Sean. Final thought. Yes. Well, the, the the saying that has meant more to me over the course of my life, so much so, it is my pinned tweet. If you're going to be stupid, you have to be smart about it. Mm. Mm. Stop and think about that. Unless you're too stupid, Jack. <laughs> final thought. We do have a whole show field trip today now joe and i have to be on stage tonight in front of hundreds of people and uh and hopefully be either uh, funny or entertaining on some level 
But the rest of y'all got no duties, so you can begin drinking at any point. Oh, Prepare nice. to be heckled, sirs. <laughs> yes. Prepare for heckling. I'll be mad at you if you don't. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be me in the back. Boo! My final thought relating to the end of yesterday's show is that no, you should not mail your poo, but you can UPS it. Mm. I have confirmation Brown. that if you, <laughs> you know, there's really no need for me to continue. <laughs> There's no point in my continuing. <laughs> if these mics were not on stands, he would have dropped his. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have uh, all the daily hot links there, all the stuff we were talking about. We have the Extra Large podcast featuring our extended conversation with Tim the Lawyer Sandifer. All sorts of good stuff. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Mac Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.